And now, the Transatlantic Division. And we are back with the Transatlantic Division. The finals, two games in. Let's cling to the finals, Jim. Here's the, here's the NBA finals. And even though it might be a crap finals, we're staring down the barrel of no basketball for a long time. Yeah, yeah, we're at the precipice, Jim, looking into a hot, dark summer. Hot, it's going to be a, it's a hot, dark last couple of games, man. Games one and two, honestly, did you stay up for all, either of them in their entirety? Jim, you bastard. You know that I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I definitely didn't stay up for them anyway, I'll tell you that, because I had um, uh, I, I was away on Friday, so the intention was mm. come back, catch up, avoid all scores all weekend, yep. catch up on everything Monday afternoon when I got back. Yeah. And honestly, I started watching that first game and it was it, it just looked so bad for Cleveland it so early. It looks terrible. They look awful. They look... Uh, they look not only disinterested on defense, but just sloppy and careless. It's, it's, it's incredible, really. When you figure they've been thinking about this exact matchup for exactly one year. At least Golden State, you know, they were thinking, okay, well, we're going to face Cleveland again, but it's going to be a different team. They're going to have Kevin Love. They're going to have Kyrie. Golden State added nobody except for Anderson Baradell from last year. And Cleveland knows exactly who those people are. And they still, they look like they couldn't. They look like they've already resigned to losing. Wasn't Virgil injured for the Cavs last year? Virgil was injured for yeah, the Cavs last year. Yeah, he got traded this year. Just, uh, uh, just, just, we should kind of deal with facts if uh, if, are, if such yeah. facts are available to us. Uh, I think it's like that analogy of, um, you know, the, the Euros is coming up here and uh, a lot of people are talking about, you know, they're in camp for so long and they're thinking about that first game. And it, it was mm. an article by Stephen Hunt actually on Sunday in Tenant. And he was saying, you vis- you're, you're trying to visualize these positive outcomes all day long mm-hmm. to the point where the game comes and you just freeze. Yeah. And I think they had it so easy pretty much for a year. Like, they, they can coast the way the East is. Oh, Absolutely. Sorry, pardon, pardon. Uh, <laughs> they can, um, but they can. They can coast through the season. They can coast through the playoffs. I mean, Absolutely. They I mean, they, two they, good games they dropped two games in Toronto, but honestly... It didn't look like they, they were too bothered about dropping those two games. But who are they playing against? I mean, um, Golden State Warriors, if you just think of it in terms of players have gone through... Through the Spurs and through the Thunder. So, uh, Aldridge, Duncan... Uh, Even Dane Lillard. They Damian went through Dane Lillard, Lillard yeah, with you know, no Steph Curry. Isn't, isn't Damian, Lillard better, but Damian Lillard better than any player the Cavs have encountered on their run? Yes. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I mean, he is. He's maybe like the worst... I'm putting this in air. Yeah, was obviously pretty annoying for a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, he is a cold, uh, you know, kind of low-level superstar. But, well, he, I actually I think if you listen back, I think he, I think I'd call him a bona fide superstar. Oh, he is a bona fide superstar. Um, bona fide. He's bona fide. It, He's going to be on Team USA now. We've had a couple yeah. of guards drop out. 
Well, that, that'll be the Olympic special, I suppose. Mm-hmm. When, uh, just as we were talking about the big basketball abyss, there's actually a basketball fiesta. Uh, eh, I don't know, man. Well, I, w- I would rather watch... A carnival uh, de basketball. I would rather watch uh, the NIT version of the NBA playoffs, which is the college playoffs for all the pe- teams that didn't make the real playoffs. There's another round of playoffs. Mm, yeah, that. yeah. I would rather watch the bottom half of the Eastern and Western conferences play out. I'd rather watch them in a playoff format than Olympic basketball. Oh, no. I, I, I love Olympic basketball. I think that it's one of the main reasons, James and mine too, that I actually do love basketball as much as I I would do. like Olympic basketball more if the other teams were better. And they're getting there. They are getting there. But what I, my dream is for enough basketball, enough professional basketball leagues in different countries, countries other than the U.S., get good enough that we can actually have a viable Champions League of basketball. I want to have the top four teams from the NBA and the top four teams from the Spanish League and maybe two out of Israel and two out of France, maybe one out of, I don't know, England or Lithuania or whatever the hell that's else just, like. I'm sorry, Jim, that just can't work. That's like uh, the... You wouldn't have an NFL championship anymore. Than I know basketball is an international game. Well, basketball's but getting more. NBA national. is separate to all of the basketball in the world. It is. I think this uh, uh, kind of um, tributary conversation we're having about international basketball again mm. just highlights how terrible <laughs> that, that these finals are because there's so little to talk about, okay? Well, uh, all right, look, there's some stuff Kevin to talk Love. about. Have He's we not as good as I thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Love is very similar in the way he plays basketball to me. In that yep. He's broken shit. <laughs> yep. Can't defend a wet paper he bag. cannot defend to save his life. They're going oh, right at him. Irving is the same. And this is this is the thing. I think they thought about it uh, all through the season, all through the playoffs. Last year, you know what? We took a couple of games off. These Warriors, this year, we've got our full deck. You know, we're going to do them. And they never took into account that these guys can't play defense. And I would almost argue that the the hand they were playing with, to continue the deck analogy, the hand they were playing with last year was better suited to slowing down these Warriors. You take Love out and you take Kyrie out and you put in Delavadova and either Shumpert or Fry, and you've got a much, much better defensive team than they have on the floor right now. I just don't... um, I've just gone down a couple of respect levels for a lot of these Cavaliers because if you can't do it on both ends of the court then yeah. you should like not you, like Curry Irving is actually is James Harden-ish in his approach to defense I mean in the in, NBA Finals he's insultingly bad at it and no. exactly Jim it's the NBA Finals that they're playing in yep. do they give a fuck I can understand not playing defense in October or even in April if you're on a team the that's Christmas going nowhere near the, yeah the Christmas you know, day game and like yeah regular season you, you, yeah. you choose your moments uh, but now you have to be dialed in this you, is your chance and you compare it to how unbelievably aggressively the Oklahoma City Thunder were going to defense and if nothing else would that not be your blueprint for how to beat these Warriors you look at what they did active hands I mean like I I, I, uh, I tweeted a vine of a, of a Sean Livingston bullet pass to Iguodala down low that Richard Jefferson, it went right by his shoulders. He wasn't a good defensive stance, but his hands were down. Hand down. I, Man I, down. I read somewhere in, uh, I read, uh, somewhere, some quote over Richard Jefferson, possibly on, uh, The Ringer. Um, it was, uh, Richard Jefferson just got 26 minutes in an NBA Finals game. That should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally agree. I mean, they're, they've, 
uh, from this nice kind of tight rotation that they had. They're throwing in Mozgov. They're going big. They're going small. They they're getting to. destroyed. They're getting destroyed. It just it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, look, so we're it's uh, we're about six hours out from from game three. Uh, they're going back to Cleveland. You know that their bit players, uh, and I use the phrase bit players loosely, but uh, your 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 J.R. Smiths, your Kyrie Irvings, they're going to shoot better at home. They've shot better at home than they have on the road all playoffs long. Is it going to matter? What do you do? What do you do if you're Tyrone Lue? Do you sit Kyrie? And you go, Kyrie, you're going to anchor the second unit on uh, our starting unit is going to be LeBron on offense and the best four defenders I have on defense. If I was Taron Liu, I would uh, I would go to my barber, I would get my cornrows in, I would, <laughs> I would dig up my Reebok, pump, Reebok pumps, and I would... Get out there? I would get out there because that's, he the, that's the best way he can help his team. That's what everybody... We're, we're about a week away from the 15-year anniversary of Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Liu in that game when the Sixers took one in L.A. in the finals. But that highlight doesn't show you that Tyron actually played pretty good defense on a nuclear hot... Allen Iverson. So he can defend. He knows how. This narrative as well about um, the Cavs are going to play better because they're at home. These guys are going to shoot better because they're at home. These guys are going to play better defense because they're at home. This is being sold a red herring. (laughs) How about this? Because I actually just... This is going to be sweet. I just realized it there. The the Golden State Warriors, I think, are... Can't lose. No, they're teaching LeBron a lesson for his subtle... Media digs. They're not gonna let. They're not gonna let him slag their boy, and they're not lying down. They're not gonna go to Cleveland tonight. And they're gonna go here. Take this one game. How about this one? They're going all guns. Uh, Golden State Warriors have lost Game Three on the road every series this playoffs. Does that matter to you? Do you think the f- the past is a predictor of the future, Jim? Well, of course. Exactly. But, so, I mean, what the hell else are we going to talk about? It's sports. I don't know. Maybe, look, maybe it's the whiskey sliding on the back of my throat, but I feel very philosophical at the moment. Yes, this episode is not brought to you by Smithix. This episode is brought to you by Bushmills. Bushmills! The, the Protestant whiskey. whiskey. See, people keep saying that to me. How is a whiskey religious? Because um, I think uh, Jameson was very active in his community and very good to the people there. And Bushmills, they make it somewhere else. Dude, you could call this one of them transatlantic make it up the north? I'm pretty sure Mr. Jameson was Protestant as well. I, you know, I don't know. And I don't understand. I can understand why certain things have Protestant and Catholic uh, affiliations. Here's one that I'm almost embarrassed you know what I to think say. It, is, Jim, I, I, it just clicked to me there. Um, I, I think it could just, because I never heard it before, uh, I think it could just be because Mac Mulkin said it once in the wire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not joking. I don't know the exact scene. You're blaming David Simon. It's when he goes to, uh, it's when he goes to meet the, you know, the kind of sexy political advisor one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes to a fancy party and he goes up and the barman goes, what do you want? And he goes, Jameson. He goes, all you have is bus mills. And he goes, how should I suppose? Huh. So I was I not aware of that. Okay. It Again, it's more interesting than Cavs Warriors. It is. Well, look, Cavs Warriors, I think if, I mean, really, it comes down to tonight, man. If the Cavs can win tonight, which I don't know if I think they can, but if they can, if, if then we've got a series. We're candy and nuts. <laughs> you think, you think, all right, something can happen tonight to make it a series. You, you generally okay. Do you you want, I here's, here's something that's not uh, beyond the realm of, uh, of of imagination. 
Uh, eight minutes left in the first quarter. Draymond Green feel, feels like he's been fouled at the three-point line. He does one of his flying, flopping jump kicks to try to draw the foul. His foot grazes the face of Kyrie Irving. A flagrant one. He's out of flagrant two. He's out of the game and he's out of the next game. Well, Aha! the thing about Draymond, I was uh, pretty surprised by uh, Jim was that as we were doing playing card. Uh, Kind of puns and references. Huh? We didn't refer to him as the Joker of the uh, pack. Ah, here we go. No, but, but here, look, uh, he could get kicked out of this oh, game, and he would lose another game. That's yeah. something that could happen. Would that they, would make this a series. They, like, with Draymond now, like, is Draymond not the MVP of the series thus far? He's the best. He's been the best player on the Warriors. Steph and Clay have not lit it up. Sean Livingston came up big briefly. Andre Iguodala came up big defensively both games, but it, it starts and ends with Draymond. He's the ultimate. Uh, a distributor down at the four. It's incredible. Andre Iguodala has the uh, has the hands of a mountain lynx of Argentina. They're very swift. You wouldn't see them coming, but they do a lot of damage. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good at guy, uh, getting guys on there. Uh, like like you know, if you think of a block shot, you think of a guy jumping and meeting at the apex mm-hmm. and we'll nope. He it. swipes at it when you've got it at your hips. Yeah, it's, it's like, incredible. He knocks it off at source. It must that <laughs> I mean, must be so frustrating to play. Uh, against. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say it really is to not even get into your emotion like I'd say that is So we mentioned Sean Livingston earlier. Uh Sean Livingston, uh from Peoria, Illinois. Peoria. Who's the only other guy you know from Peoria, Illinois? Um, His name is Richard Pryor. Oh, right. And what's interesting about that is that Richard Pryor and Sean Livingston have the same goddamn haircut. They have that same kind of old guy, 70s, two inches out, perfectly round fro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it looks great in both of them. It does look great on both of them. Absolutely. Um, We never ever did the... Basketball loving comedians who never did the thing of comparing comparing a, a comedian to a basketball player. Oh, we're not going to go and do it today. <laughs> <laughs> we can save that for the will one we, that we, we do, do. The Richard Pryor though. Before this, who week. is the Richard Pryor of the NBA currently? Uh, well, it's got to be LeBron because he's the uh, best there ever was, and he's influencing everyone that comes after him. No way. Uh, for me, it's Iverson. He's got cultural significance uh, of Allen Iverson. I thought we were picking current players, but your pick is much better. Yeah, because. His own people love love him for being him, mm-hmm. and everybody else loves him for that reason as well. Because he's true to himself, and he's, absolutely. Um, so that Change was a pretty good one, wasn't it? That was a great one. That was a good one. Thanks very yeah, much. Good one. We'll be back with more of those uh, when we both had time. No, no actually, like, oh, you got another one. Here we go. No, it is fun. Like, let's let's uh, let's mind game it. But because uh, you mentioned LeBron, like, uh, let's go the other way. Who's LeBron's comedy equivalent right now? He's brilliant. He can do it all. But Slightly overrated? No, you see, I wouldn't say that. I would say or underappreciated. Polarizing. How about that? How about polarizing? No, I don't know even about polarizing because it's even well, people like... People love him you, or they you hate You can't him. say LeBron's not very good at basketball. You can Some say people do. LeBron's Have you been a, seeing that recently? That's really been pissing yeah, me off. Yeah, I've kind of seen hot that. takes these days where oh, LeBron's past it. Screw you. He's the most dominant player of the last 25 years. He's incredible. Six. Here's the thing. Six finals in a row with the same player, two different teams. That, I... Don't think that's ever happening again in my life. Yeah, have you have you seen the, the kind of counter arguments that seems to be going on at the moment by saying like statistically LeBron is actually the best postseason player of all time? I believe it. Have you seen? It? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I actually think the he's done more with less than Jordan has. Yeah, you see, this is the thing. I mean, he's 
being. Did you watch Believe in the Bird of Burton? No. Yeah, you just kind of you remember to. how bad his sporting cast was then. I, yeah. I actually think in hindsight, this one is not going to be. It's not that much better. It no, really I isn't. mean, like, Kevin, Kevin Love is a dud. Right? He's been a bad boy. So, unless they win. Okay, let's put it this way. Unless the Cavaliers win their next two games at home, even if they lose a series, if they don't win these next two games at home, and if Kevin Love doesn't put in a good performance in at least one finals game, that's it for him in Cleveland, right? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of them are thinking about what they're going to do next year. I mean, is it Irving's team moving forward? Or I was talking to a guy team? in a pub who uh, who hit me with an interesting interesting proposal. He said, if he, he, he was drunk, and he goes, uh, I was talking about and he hit me with an interesting punch. Uh, yeah. nope. No, it wasn't. But he said, uh, he said, if they lose this series, if they get swept, uh, general manager LeBron James is going to orchestrate a Kyrie for Chris Paul swap. Knowing that Chris Paul maybe isn't the happiest out in L.A., knowing that LeBron and Chris Paul are pretty good buddies. I don't know. Do you think that's an upgrade? Chris Paul can play good defense when motivated. Uh, yeah, but you get, you're getting him next year, he's a year older, he's not that good a defender. Uh, what? No. I, I, he's I, an I upgrade on Kyrie. I don't think overall he is right now. What, um, Chris Paul is 32 or 33, I mean, he is I, I have down. so much more respect for Chris Paul, both as an offensive point guard and as a defensive stopper, than I do for Kyrie. Oh, I, I, I know, mean, even I with know. The, even with the more miles picture, on I'm, I'm thinking, are you, are you talking about for one year only, like... I, no, I, I don't see that well, as an upgrade look, at all. This is the Cleveland team that LeBron James constructed. So with a loss, what is general manager LeBron James going to construct in the offseason? Who else does he like? Because he forms attachments based on personal relationships. Kevin Love, if Kevin Love and LeBron hadn't been on the same team, team USA team, Kevin Love would not be on the Cavaliers right now. It's good. Look, it's a good uh, analogy. You know, um, Golden State are the the tech team. You know, they're mm-hmm. uh, Apple uh, the, in the Apple Kingdom or yeah, they're, they're Silicon Valley. I don't know, and, man. Uh, and they, their basketball is technically technologically superior. And I think Big LeBron saw them, them last year and he's like, okay, shooting beat us, but it didn't. It's Two way players yeah. that put it in mm-hmm. both ends. Yeah. And he got Love known as a a rebounder, but is wait, is Kevin Love even that good a rebounder? I mean I, I know guess he gets he is a lot of rebounds. When he's playing on a team with nobody, as he was for so many years. And uh, shooting threes. And I I I can remember him like honestly shooting with the two that I that I remember. I maybe I don't know. But my God, he's just being absolutely... He does the same move every single time. Yeah. Uh, little spin. It's very slow. Mm. Very slow spin. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? And, it's uh, hypnotizing. Uh, no, it's not at all. It, it's like, oh my God, that's how white people look when they play basketball. He's <laughs> <laughs> slow. I felt the same way uh, watching my, my beloved Wizards all season. Watching Chris Humphreys try to play the stretch four. And so they'd pass out to him and he would fake a three pointer because God knows he's not taking a three pointer. And he would then take the slowest first step dribble you've ever yeah. seen. And, uh, if that, that's what, that's what we're like, man. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks chunky. Yeah. Kevin Love. He just, he just doesn't look on the page. Kevin Love, uh, who's going to pick him up in the offseason? You Who see, watched this said, and said, my team needs that? There's always a big uh, 
there's always a big Lakers connection. He's in LA. He's definitely a California guy. But I mean, Luke Walton is sitting on the bench watching, watching him. Yeah. So he's not going to be like, oh, this is the guy we need to build. Tell you what we need. Yeah. Let's rebuild the Lakers around Kevin Love. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, maybe go back to the, go back to the Timberwolves. Mm. Go to, I, I, I think he, he, I, I think his reputation is enough that he will land somewhere and get money or whatever. But I think he's. I think, he, I think he's destined for one of piece. the. Uh, I think he's destined for one of the the perennial dysfunctionals. I think he's destined for your Sacramento's, uh, maybe your Denver's. That kind of that kind of team. They'll pay Kevin Love. He should get role player tattooed on his forehead because that's all. Like it, he'd want to relearn how to shoot threes. He was never a big three player. He was this, never going to be that kind of guy. This is what I don't understand. And the other thing, LeBron thinks he realizes that they play the same position. No matter like LeBron's a point guard, LeBron plays everywhere. LeBron plays every position, but when he chooses to, he occupies a lot of the same space on the floor that mm. Love does, and it just doesn't work. So right? we haven't seen Steph go nuclear. We haven't seen Clay go nuclear. We also have not seen LeBron go nuclear. And when he when he kicks it in that fifth gear, and I don't know if he can sustain it over four quarters, but he might be able to do it over a quarter and a half. He could do that thing that he did when they played Boston where he scored every single point in the fourth quarter and he dared them to stop him. He is capable of that. I still believe. I, I totally believe that as well. I mean, I, look, I am... I, I, I think I've nailed my uh, colors to the wall in terms mm. of LeBron. I love him, and uh, he is, like... I, I, I always have this thing in my head, like, is he actually a better basketball player than Michael Jordan? Yes, I think he is. Is he, is he a winner like Jordan? No, he no. isn't. And I think the problem with he's him scoring all the points... Yeah, he is. He, do you know what? He's a much more 21st century icon. Yes. Uh, very self-aware, yep. kind of very aware of his, his message. His emotions out on his face. And this is it. Like, Jordan had his tongue hanging out. Jordan like had two big dogs. Normal Jordan and angry Jordan. And that was it. That was it. Well, LeBron is so, yeah, he's so complex because I suppose we've seen every aspect of his life yep. from the Humvee to the ball patch to the, to everything, you know, <laughs> to so, the hairline. As if that doesn't make you neurotic. But uh, my, the point I was going to make was, yeah, sure, he can take over a game and score all the points. But LeBron works best when he's a facilitator. And there's nobody to facilitate on the stage. See, I feel like he's trying to facilitate. Yeah, and again, he is. And there's nobody there. Everybody, the whole team is shooting ridiculously low percentages. And they, they, uh, so, okay, at what point does he say, fuck you, Jobu, I do it myself? I hope. Uh, game three. I hope game three, or maybe if he's like ultra smart, he kind of relies on his team. He, he let, he lets it, he goes, okay, guys, I'll give you a half. <laughs> I'll give you guys one half to get it together. But come six minutes left in the third quarter, but I'll, t- I'll tell this you, is me. I'll tell you, the, the only way that this could get interesting is if he does that. Yeah. Because if he does it, it's... He's it's, still unstoppable. It's better than... He did that for four or five possessions in a row in the second half of game two. Jim, I was about to throw out the hottest take Go for that it. we've ever had on this. I mean, this is, hyper, this is positively hyperbolic. If he does this, and obviously this is the stuff of fancy, it's better than anything Jordan did ever. We talked about this last year. Did we? We did. Uh, we I talked exactly about something like point. this. No, it was a slightly different point. It was it was when uh, they'd taken a 2-1 lead, and they looked to have all the momentum, and we started saying, if you're LeBron James, would you rather 
win a championship with this with this limping team behind you, or would you rather live win a championship with, with your full armor? You picked with yeah. your with your Kyrie's and your loves. Now it turns out Kyrie and loves suck, but it's still that same question of if he can if he can pull this off. We're not talking about them anymore. We're talking about him. If he can pull this off, he yes, absolutely. I mean, he's already in the pantheon of best ever. And but. I, uh, sorry, but it, to, to kind of be devil's advocate, isn't isn't that the problem with LeBron? Never does it. He's never actually... He has, he tar- has taken he's over the game by himself. No, he's ta- he he's taken over games. Uh, but you remember Jordan's series. Yeah. And that's the thing with LeBron. There's uh, Boston in with Cleveland the first mm-hmm. time. These games that, like, not that he should have won, and, and I don't think under any criteria... You could see that again. So he was on the pick of the team that went around him. So. See, and that's why I almost, I, I, I'm giving him too much blame for the fact that his team stinks. Whereas, uh, Cleveland LeBron version one, I give him no blame. No, no, terrible no, that no, team no, was. That was all uh, the ownership structure, the general management. They were terrible. They had the greatest player in the world. They couldn't surround him with nothing. Uh, and that, yeah. uh, but this time, I really feel like it's him, man. He's got to take a little bit of the blame here. Yeah, he's got to, because you know what? He took on everything else. So mm-hmm. at this stage, he's, he's got to take on the blame. Look, I don't, I don't think they have a prayer. I, I, I think, I You're think it's a sweep. sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Cavs are going to win one of these next two home games. And I think that will be that. Uh, and I think that the fact that they will win one of these two home games, the Warriors will enjoy that because it means they will get to win the championship on their home floor. But I do not think there is any hope in hell. Of the Cavaliers winning this. What, what, what do you think there was a bigger gap between Cleveland to Toronto or Golden State to Cleveland? Mm, it's, it's Cleveland actually, to Toronto because one. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, Cleveland to Toronto because at the beginning of the series, nobody gave Toronto a chance. Toronto took two games off of Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland are going to take two games off the Warriors, but I simply think that's because the Warriors have, are able to maintain a better mental focus than Cleveland is. I think the fact that the series is tied uh, between Cleveland and Toronto does not mean that Toronto had a better chance of beating Cleveland than Golden State does of having beat, of beating Cleveland. Yeah, I thought at one point that the Eastern Conference actually did have a lot going for it, but I think as these... Playoffs and all the finals go on. Mm. I mean, the, the gap is the gap bigger. at the top is bigger. So the gap at the Spurs, Thunder, Warriors uh, is bigger. But, but your I Trailblazers, your Jazz, your Clippers wouldn't the Trailblazers compete with the Cavaliers in the East for top seeding? I don't think the Trailblazers would the Trailblazers the opposite. I think the Trailblazers would have had problems with Atlanta. I think the Trailblazers would have had problems with Toronto. But wouldn't they have given ultimately Cleveland a better game? I th- actually the point I'm driving at is should they maybe do away with East oh, West, the East West conference? conference and just let's do top sixteen teams? Man, I'm game. never gonna be able to get down with that. I'm the same. I I like as bad as the East uh, is. I can't, there's something I so cool about the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, yeah, it's and important. The, the style, you know, the style is different. You know, what I mean, yes. like, oh and my you know god, what, this, you know what? Here, here is the Kerry football reference. But, you know, all the different provinces, you know, mm. they're known for um, different types of football or mm-hmm. playing in a different way. And I kind of like that. Yes. You know, kind of I like seeing that. It's the same way. I'm not a college football fan, but if I were a college football fan, I would have more appreciation for the fact that the SEC plays different football than the Big Ten. And ultimately, one of the conferences is more superior. But that doesn't mean I think the conferences should be mixed. 
I like no, that about no, the I, I, like I like that, that well. I, I like that as well. And I, I think, I think it would take a lot away from the kind of um, like the, the NBA is a pretty new league, and you know when you compare it to like you know baseball, football, soccer, baseball, Gaelic. a lot of these things, Gaelic, yeah. Um, and I, I think it should maybe strive to keep as many of the traditions that it has. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's you know. Maybe we'll be sitting here in another year talking about another shitty NBA Finals, Jim. Mm. And maybe we'll be begging them to merge. The maybe. Thing. Maybe to go to a, to a straight seating. I'm sure the owners will talk about it next year. All right, listen, we got to wrap this up. Your prediction is Golden State in four? Yeah, look, I, I hope, I, I kind of hope it isn't, but I, 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 th- I, I think the Warriors really don't like the Cavs. Yeah. I, that's what I, I think. I think the Cavs have got enough fight in them, now that we've seen it, but just because I suspect it's there, to take one of these next two home games. All right. Okay, That's guys. us. Thanks very much, everybody. Tune in. Uh, Jesus, if the finals is over, maybe never again. We'll have one more, and we'll see you in the Olympics.